Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine? What? You slept with dad? All right. Which one of you sardines calls this meat? Whatever, major loser. Let the party begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, the breath of fresh air that you get once daily uh, in your lockdown time. <laughs> that's Chad Edwards. <laughs> and that's Simone LaRue with the best intro of all time. It's topical. That really, yeah, it encapsulates the hellscape that 2020 has become. <laughs> Right in the, in not even in the middle, just smack bang before second quarter of uh, of yeah. of twenty twenty, and it's just it's all hellfire, isn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> you know it's fine. I saw a tweet where someone said, um, "Was anyone else like just getting their life on track as Corona hit?" And I was like, <laughs> "I saw that. <laughs> That's all of us." I saw that. It's absolutely brilliant. It's like, oh well, if that if Corona hadn't happened, I would have had my shit together. Ah, that's great. It's so fun. You would have been studying for your exams? Well, actually, to be fair, what's happening with my exams now, uh, update from yesterday, in fact, is that we will be writing them uh, at home now, uh, an open book. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, that's fantastic. I know it's still, like, you still have a lot of work to do in preparation, but, Mm, like, that's mm. great. Yeah, how do you feel about open book exams? I'm not a huge fan, to be fair. I don't mind them. I think, like, people think that they're an excuse to not study, but you still have to, like, understand the information and be able to synthesize it. Like, really knowing it is sort of only the beginning. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I don't really have a problem with it. I think it's just a different way of studying, and they probably can ask harder questions that way. Mm, mm, exactly, which is is quite worrying. Like, I don't, I, I would rather, I think that's why I like exams. Um, is purely on the basis that, like, you get a lot of leeway because it's under, like, a huge time pressure. But when there's, yeah. like, either no time pressure, like an essay, or it's open book, they expect you to know more, and it's just like, oh, okay, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Gosh, well, at least you're writing, though. Yeah, exactly. At least I'll actually finish my degree at a decent time. It'll be a, it'll be a nice change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> but, Simone, I have in- the ultimate question for you during this time, during this Please. time of craziness. Simone, tell me, describe to me, what is your ultimate apocalyptic dress? What, in the coming Mad Max era of craziness, what are you wearing? What, like, what vibe am I going for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. See, because I really, I struggle between, like, full-on Sarah Connor with, like, cargo pants and, like, a tank top Mm -hmm. and amazing shoulder muscles... But then also, do I not just want to be, like, ethereally beautiful and wear long, flowy dresses and look like a sea witch mm. the whole time? Oh, yeah. You could lure yeah. people into your cave yeah, and then exactly. murder them. So I guess it depends on, you know, how it all shakes out. Like, am I good? Am I bad? <laughs> I'm still finding out. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Maybe there's, like, some sort of combination I can go with here. Uh, but to- I'm leaning towards sea witch today because I'm ill. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like a sea hag. <laughs> it also means that we can call you old crone if you if you go mm. down the sea hag route and we can just play like, enough. Sway, children. <laughs> old crone! Old crone! 
<laughs> I'm still like 26. <laughs> yeah. When, um, but the apocalypse is not being kind to you. <laughs> clearly it's not. <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what vibe uh, do you think you're going to go for? You've oh, already got I'm gonna your head go... shaved. Yeah, I've got the head shaved already. For, for, for those of you who aren't watching the YouTube videos, you're missing out on some prime sort of uh, apocalyptic hairstyle. Beard growing out, shaved head vibe. <laughs> um, Clothes-wise, oh, I'm going full Waterworld, my friend. Mm. Big shoulder pads, like football, American <laughs> NFL-style sh- shoulder pads with spikes. I want, like... Yeah. Abs, like crazy abs, which are just like uh-huh. inexplicably there because when are you finding time to work out? And then just like yeah. weird assless chaps. That's the vibe I'm going for. <laughs> like really fucking 80s apocalyptic. This makes no sense. Why aren't yeah. they wearing jeans level of, of crazy? I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. practical at all. No, no. Unbelievably uncomfortable and hot. You're just always warm. <laughs> like it's uncomfortable how hot you are all the time. Like, I would also, also, one eye has got mascara on, just because, (laughs) why not? It's the war paint, and it's kind of running, because, again, I cannot explain, I cannot tell you how hot it is, Uh, (laughs) but, but, yeah, that's the vibe I'm going for, just an uncomfortable apocalypse. I support that. I mean, you're also in England, so it's not like it'll get, like, crazy, crazy hot. Yeah, that's true, like, the warmest it'll probably get is, like, 26, 27, which I guess is, like, your winter. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, it's close, but no. <laughs> so, Simone, uh, now that we've moved on from the apocalypse yeah. and uh, we're bringing love back into our hearts, do you want to explain mm. to the people what we're doing this week for the podcast? Guys, we're trying to inject joy however we can, so we're staying away, you know, like we do all the time anyway, from very serious <laughs> movies. <laughs> And we decided to go for one of my favorite genres to watch when I am sad, which is rom-coms, because they make me feel better about my life and how I can have it all. Of course you can. Of course you can have it all. (laughs) You know, you can go for your business lunch and then your lunch at business and, you know, find the man, raise the kids, all of that kind of crap. I think we're watching two basically rom-com classics, in my opinion, both from the Mm -hmm. early 2000s, both bangers uh is two weeks notice and how to lose a guy in 10 days hell yeah uh, i think we have sort of different different definitions of bangers because i would not call two weeks notice a banger but uh i'm sure we'll get <laughs> so into that great. we will fight hard about that in a second i'm sure uh but let's decide who who uh, is going first what are you drinking this week simone <laughs> i am drinking coffee uh, because I had cough syrup right before we started recording so that my voice would sound beautiful, which didn't work. <laughs> and I'm trying, it's drowsy cough syrup. Oh no. So I've been a zombie all day and I'm trying to just wake up enough to put some pep in my step for this podcast. You can do it. I believe in you. You are the peppiest Taking of steppiest. All of the downers, all of the uppers for you guys. Oh, it's it's just a roller coaster of emotions with you, uh, which oh, you could also describe these movies. I don't know if they're a roller coaster. I mean, it's a roller coaster if like you can see everything that's happening. But also, you're just like, wait, what? But why? But, why are you then, doing this? Hang on, why is this a problem? <laughs> Well, from my side, I've got a I've got a wonderful tale to tell about my drinks. Oh. So I uh, I went to go and have the peach schnapps, 
And uh, so I poured it. Fi- the bottle was finished. Sad times. The peach schnapps is gone. It's it is over. The peach schnapps is it's it's over. It's over. It's over. So I go into I go into my fridge uh, to get some cranberry juice for the for the drink. To pour in the drink and make it a, uh-huh. a nice mixer. <laughs> Uh, but the, the, the cranberry juice, it, it, it was off and there were floating bits of, um, of mold in it, which is gross. Yeah. And, uh, was, yeah, which was really, really horrible. So I had to, I had to throw away the peach schnapps. The peach schnapps went bye-bye without the drink, uh, which was very sad. Uh, so now I am drinking the rest of the Malibu passion fruit that I have left. That bottle, also finished, also over. Uh, and uh, I mixed it instead with a 7-Up. And uh, so at 21%, I guess I go first. So Malibu passion fruit and 7-Up. Yeah, well, it's the it's the Malibu passion fruit oh, version. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, that yeah, yeah. sounds and disgusting. Up. It's very sweet. I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's a joyous drink. Um, mm. And it just kind of looks like fizzy water. Yeah, it is much clearer than I thought it would be. Right? You would you would pick that up thinking it's maybe like sparkling water, maybe, and then you would drink it and yeah. want to throw up. It's so sweet. Well, I'm glad for you. I guess it means you go first. <laughs> <laughs> it does mean I go first, which means we get to speak about how to lose a guy in 10 days. Oh, Classic. What a great film. All right, here we go. Andy Anderson, played by Kate Hudson, is a writer for Composure magazine. She has a master's degree in journalism and wants to write really serious, hard-hitting pieces on subjects like politics and religion. Unfortunately, this is not really Composure's mandate, and so she is stuck writing how-to pieces. Basically, she tries to different things out, like how to feng shui your apartment, and then writes about them. Andy's best friend, Michelle, played by Catherine Hahn, has just broken up with her boyfriend. She was being needy and clingy and acting like a crazy person, and so her boyfriend dumped her. At the Composure ma- Monday meeting, Michelle tells her, boss that, uh, tells her boss this, and the boss wants her to write about it. Michelle doesn't feel really comfortable doing so, so Andy jumps in and says she'll do it. She'll write a what-not-to-do guide on the things that will drive men away. It will be titled, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Andy's boss makes an agreement with her uh, as well that if Andy does a really good job in this piece, she can write whatever she wants in the future. Andy takes this to mean she can write about politics and is all in. On the other side of Manhattan, you have Ben, played by Matthew McConaughey, who is an advertising exec who almost exclusively works on sports and sports-related advertising. However, he has his sights set on bigger fish. Through the grapevine, he hears that the DeLowers are looking for a new ad campaign, and it is likely that his firm will be running it. The DeLowers own over 70% of the diamond market in the world, and so winning their account will be a huge step up for Ben. Unfortunately, this is not really his area of expertise. It is more the realm of his two co-workers, Spears and Green, played by Michael Michelle and Shalom Harlow, respectively. Ben tries to convince his boss, Philip Warren, played by Robert Klein, to give him the account. And after some witty banter, Philip agrees to give Ben the account, but only if he is able to get a woman to fall in love with him before this big gala that Philip is throwing to announce the Delauer partnership. The gala, as you can guess it, is in 10 days. One night, at a trendy Manhattan bar, Andy is looking for the guy she's going to torture for the next 10 days. This is the same bar where Ben, Philip, Green, and Spears all come up with a bet. Green, having knowledge about Andy's new assignment, pushes Ben to choose her to be the girl that he makes fall madly in love with him. Andy and Ben meet, and it's on like Donkey Kong. Shenanigans ensue. 
Andy tries to drive Ben crazy by doing loads of truly psycho shit, like buying a Doug and making a picture album of their imaginary kids. Ben, though going out of his mind, sticks with it because the diamond account will be amazing to get. As the movie progresses, the two fall more and more in love with each other despite their ulterior motives. It is now the night of the big gala. Philip goes to approach Andy to see if she is in love with him, which she is, so he gives Ben the account. Green and Spears are super unhappy about it, so they go and speak to Ben's buddies, telling them that Andy knew about the bet the whole time. They go and tell Andy about the bet, and she is furious. At the same time, Ben finds out about Andy's column and is equally furious. They have a big fight and split up. Andy then decides to leave her job because her boss lied to her. She was never going to be allowed to write about politics or religion, just shoes and beauty tips, and so she decides to go for an interview in Washington. Ben, realising the mistake he's made in letting Andy get away, races to get her before she leaves. They have a conversation on the Brooklyn Bridge about love and running away, and Andy decides to stay. The end. <sighs> Tell me your cliffhanger, Chad. Okay, so <laughs> it's this It's this one. Sorry, Lana, I wasn't feeling it very well. She got dumped. Oh, no, Michelle. What a hellish ordeal for you. But I must say, you are looking fabulous. Are we loving the way she looks all? Oh, yeah. you're so oh, right. She looks great. They haven't eaten since the split. Good for you. Write about it. I can't use my personal life for a story. Who will use Michelle's personal life for a story? Oh, I will. And it's the bit in the beginning where uh, the boss tries to exploit Mo Michelle's pain for, for, for a story. And yes. uh, I just, I love this bit because she's just like, she's just like, write about it. And like, it's supposed to be like this comedic thing about, you know, oh, just, you know, use whatever for a story. But it is kind of definitely something that a lot of news organizations and media organizations would do nowadays because they're evil and everyone yeah. is awful and corrupt. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like this movie, I mean, we, we say it all the time that comedy doesn't age well, but this movie, definitely both movies don't feel like they, they age particularly well, but this one especially, right? It's certainly not as bad as Two Weeks Notice, but it's still, like, comes from this time <laughs> where, like, you know, women are from Venus, men are from Mars, women are so needy and need to talk all the time, and men are cool, and girls just need to chill out. And if you're unlucky in love, it's not because you're choosing scumbags to date or, you know, you're not setting good boundaries, it's because you want too much, like, loyalty from men. <laughs> It's very true. It's very, oh, I don't understand uh, a woman's handbag. It's a dangerous place. And it's just like, all right, oh, calm God, down. They up. are not aliens. They are just women. Calm down. And it's the the fact that the, the, the guy, the, the boss goes, um, you don't understand women. No men do. And I'm like, all right, that, it's not like they're a fucking yeah, trigonometry problem, like, dog. Fuck off. Like, just, you know, be an adult about these things. It's a tough one to rewatch because when you think of how I made, uh, how 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 to lose a guy in ten days, you think this this like this really fun movie with like great chemistry between um, the yeah. two leads because they are they're beautiful together. They have great chemistry. I will say that. Like when you know, Kate Hudson doesn't have to act like crazy. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene where they're in the bathroom together at his parents' house. Like, they are so cute together yeah. there. Like, that scene is absolutely stunning. 
And, and yeah, like, it's just, like, yeah. <laughs> it's baffling that people... I mean, this movie, when did it come out? This was, like, mid-2000s, 2006, 2007, right? Yeah. So, like, I just, I just don't understand, like, how people could think this type of thing. Like, oh, women are these complex creatures who are, like, that, that just, you know, don't make any sense. They're an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Um, and yet, like, and, and men yeah. are just so simple, like, all we need is food and sex and we'll be fine. Yeah. And, like, girls, you just need to be cool and like sports and eat hot dogs and... Drink beer and... Yeah, it's... it Does it yeah. feel insulting? As a woman, does it feel in- insulting? You know, yeah, I did find this movie a little insulting. Like, I, I don't know a single, like... <sighs> I just hate the insinuation that, like, the reason women might be single is, like, entirely on them because they expect too much from men. Like, what bullshit? And I've never, I don't know a single woman out there who would be like, oh my god, we're gonna get married in, like, a week. Like, they have their own problems (laughs) beyond, like, (laughs) staying single forever. Um, So, you know, this is clearly a script written by men. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hate it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Also, also, this is not how marketing works. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they make this bet where, like, if he wins it, then he gets the pitch. But, like, clearly his boss likes his pitch better from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the client likes him. So, like, that should have been the end of it. It should have been, like, your pitch was better. The client likes you. Like, you're handling this account. But but Simone, you forget that uh, that Green and Spears are women, and so women should be better suited for that type of work. You know, it's diamonds. Diamonds equal women, not men. It's so insulting. Men. And then these women, instead of like focusing on like build, putting together like a really fucking amazing pitch and like networking, they're just spending the whole time trying to take down this man who's better than them. Like, come on. <laughs> Although, can we say that uh, Spears, the uh, played by Shalom, yeah, uh, Shalom Harlow, she is stunning, but like that terrifying kind of stunning. Yeah, she's very beautiful. I feel like we've seen her in something before. Mm-hmm. I, let's let's have a look. Let's have a, a a look. But yeah, like she's just really tall, and you just like just terrifying, just genuinely yeah. like. Scary looking, like she will destroy like, you, I but you'll want to be destroyed. To, I would want to be her best friend, and then go to a bar with her and just watch her destroy the men that came up to her. Yeah, it would be it would be beautiful to watch. Um, it would be it would be like watching the yeah. the atomic bombs go off. Just this completely horrendous, devastating <laughs> thing, but has its like own beauty in a way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's have a look. So she was in Vanilla Sky, In and Out. Uh, head over heels. Hey, I knew it. I thought she was one of the models in that. There you go. Okay. Nicely, good catch. I didn't even recognize her from that. Thanks. Well done. Um, yeah, just, yeah. So, uh, he, talk me through <laughs> Matthew McConaughey as a person. Can you, can you do that? I know it's a, a big task. 
I was trying to explain this to Rudy because he asked like how the movie was. He obviously didn't want to watch it with me. And I was like, <laughs> remember when True Detective came out and we were all like, holy shit, Matthew McConaughey is like a really good actor. Like, what the fuck? And like mm-hmm. ever since then, like he's been doing really good movies. So we've kind of forgotten that he's a bad actor. And we're like, mm, was he ever really a bad actor? And then you watch this and you're like, oh, yeah, no, he was. He was a really bad actor. Uh, and he's lucky he was pretty. <laughs> He was. I think that is what carried him through his early career, and uh, then clearly what happened is as he got older, you know, the looks were starting to fade, so he was like, shit, I need to actually take, like, acting lessons and stuff, and, and, and do things that will actually matter and keep me in business. He could still get it. Oh, without doubt. But... Yeah, no, I think he was, like... I, and also, I think he was just, like, sick of doing rom-coms, which, like, who can blame him? Mm, he plays the mm. same character in every rom-com. Yeah, exactly. I think the the only one that sort of strays ever so slightly from his usual is Sahara, but is that that's not really a rom-com even, to be fair. I don't think I ever watched Sahara. It don't. It's awful. It's not worth your time. Uh, but, okay. you know, it's Matthew McConaughey doing a Matthew McConaughey thing. I was thinking about this when when we had chosen to do this topic, and I'm quite sad that we didn't do better in terms of we should have just done a, a Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey oh, yeah. week, because we could have done Fool's Gold, um, which yeah. is technically a rom-com as well. It's tec- It technically is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. You're right. We could have done both. I really like Kate Hudson. I think she's so beautiful. She's fantastic. And I don't know where she's disappeared because she hasn't done a movie in a long time. Mm-mm. But she's so wonderful. What she's up to. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite Kate Hudson movie? Uh, it's a tough one, isn't oh, it? Let me look her up on IMDb quick because I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, she's still acting. She was in a short called The Story Takes Flight. She's okay. got some upcoming movies. Oh, she was in Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda 3. Oh, no. <laughs> she was in Glee, apparently, for a bit. Was she? That's very interesting. Yeah. She was nominated for an Oscar. What movie was she nominated for? I have no idea. Anyway, regardless, I don't think I, like, like love any of her movies. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. But the scenes that, like, she did, you know, where she was trying to be, like, the crazy girlfriend or whatever were... Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Oh yeah, that whole bit with where she was in um, during the poker poker game scene. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. Like her, her sort of like flipping between like being crazy and being normal is really great in that scene. She's done an incredible job. Yeah, yeah, she's a great actress. She's a very very good actress. So, what did you what did you like about this movie? Because I mean, it's it's tough to watch now in in twenty twenty. I think you just have to take it for what it is in the time that it was made. Like, it's mm-hmm. just supposed to be kind of a fun classic, like, oh, they'd never get along. They hate each other, and they realize they love each other. Um, mm-hmm. Fate has thrust them together. And, like, again, their chemistry is great. Kate Hudson's very funny. Matthew McConaughey is pretty. Um, the, the <laughs> bit where, like, he, like, spends fucking hours making ribs in a slow cooker in the oven, and he dishes oh, yeah. it up, and she, like, bursts into tears and she's like i just wish i ate meat is so funny it really is it is and then and then at the restaurant where she's just like my boyfriend thinks i'm fat it's great it's all just great comedy that what did you like oh what i liked um hmm i really liked like you said i liked the comedy of it i liked sort of the subtlety 
of of the things that went wrong and everything like that. Um, and it was just really yeah. nice to see like the really subtle bits, you know, where she they break up after the poker match and she's going down the elevator and like on her face you can just see that she's upset that this is over. And like it was just like little moments yeah. like that are really nice in this film that you don't see a lot yeah, in in definitely. in sort of uh, rom-coms. They're very sort of I think rom-coms are, yeah. are sort of lowest common denominator. Like they show you everything that everyone's feeling and like they tell you how everyone is feeling. And it was just nice to see yeah. some subtlety. Yeah, definitely. Even when they're um having a great time at the basketball game, which apparently there was a basketball game every fucking night in this in these 10 days. <laughs> I don't know how basketball tournaments work, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> at the basketball game where she's having like the best time with him and then suddenly like she checks her watch and you can see she's like oh shit like i've gotta i've gotta start doing this and she really doesn't want to mm. no absolutely my, my question for you was um so what is the craziest thing that you have done with or to a guy that has caught a, sort of caused him to be like mm, i'm gonna gonna back off a bit uh oh i'll have to think about that like i i don't know i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to sound like oh i'm just not like i'm a low maintenance kind of gal <laughs> but i am <laughs> yeah you're you're very easygoing like in the in 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 the what se- six years seven years that i've known you now yeah. like you know I've, I've never heard anyone be like that bitch is crazy and you've oh, never come across you. to me to that that bitch is crazy you know, I think, shame. I really made Rudy work <laughs> to be in a relationship <laughs> with me. I was, like, my heart was very sore when I met him, and he was very supremely patient for a very long time before we started dating, and I'm still very grateful <laughs> for that, and I was just very, I was not the nicest person to date, I think, at that time. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, I was gonna say, actually, like, I would say the craziest thing that I've come across from you is probably when you Uh broke up with your ex and then bought a cat, and I was like, well, that feels like a panic buy, (laughs) but, you know, I love you, and I'll It was very calculated, and I do not regret it one bit. He's perfect in every way. No, no, your cat is absolutely beautiful, and and now you've got two. That's how good a decision it was Mm. that you decided to get a second one. But when you told me, when you were just like, guess what, I got a cat, I was just like, I'm gonna support you because you're my best friend, and I'll, I'll, it's ride or die, bitch, but okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, it's a little fucked up that she decides to bring a dog into the scenario uh, oh, when she's yeah, trying to get him to break up with her. Like, animals aren't props. No. No, they're not. It's a pretty shitty thing to do. And then, like, he's stuck with the dog. That's awful. But you can tell he kind of likes it by the end, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. But still, like, that oh, that was dumb. Yeah, yeah, it was It was awful. It was a, It's a mean thing to do. And, like, she's better than that. Even if the 10 days thing, like, she's better than that. Definitely. Tell me, Simone, is there a scene that could have saved it for you? You know, no. I think that they really told the complete story here. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure (laughs) what the moral of the story is exactly. (laughs) I know that they're like, oh, women, you need to not act so crazy. And then, like, for dudes, it's like, maybe you just need to stick it out through some of the crazy stuff because she's your dream girl, which is terrible advice. Terrible advice. Awful, awful advice. So I guess it's more supposed to be more of a takeaway for women, which isn't even a real takeaway, because every woman knows not to be fucking insane. But then, like, <laughs> no advice for dudes. I guess it's not targeted towards dudes, even though it was written by them. Well, that's the thing. I mean, dudes are perfect in every way. We're, you know, yeah. bulletproof yeah. through everything. We need to we bend need to, to your learn lessons. Yeah, always, always. Finally, that's the moral of the story, and you're finally <laughs> getting it. 
You see, even the pretty ones can be smart sometimes. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. Yeah, I've got to agree with you though. Like, I don't have a scene that could have saved it either, just purely on the basis, like. You know, it told a nice progression. It's a story told over ten days. Shit happens, it's funny, and they fall in love, and it's kind of nice, and it's kind of beautiful, and yeah, it's just nice. It's just a nice story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's not much to say about it. Uh, would you watch it again? If we were doing, like, a rom-com night or whatever, I think this would definitely have to feature. It's mm-hmm. Like I said, it's pretty much a classic rom-com. It's got the classic rom-com couple from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely not one of the worst ones out there that I definitely wouldn't watch again. So, yeah, I'd watch yeah. it again if, if it's on. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's just a fun film, isn't it? And, I mean, like we said, they, the comedy doesn't age well and the message is a bit ambiguous, but you know what? It's pretty people doing pretty things and the jokes are funny still sometimes. Um, sometimes. And you just gotta gotta take it as a as a rom-com, you know? It is what it is. You know, it's yeah. it's at least it's not like 80s rape comedy, which is just awful. Oh, God. You know, it will never be that bad. So, so... Small victories. Small victories. Small victories. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call Call Mystery Mystery Time Time Live live today. today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe, Subscribe now. The producers of Mystery Time Live have finally not taken advice or guidance of the host because they have no idea what they're doing. No mystery live can be totally solved. And that's individualized with any of the outside source or sheer luck. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful to your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do Hey Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I guess I am. I'd like to think so. So what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, Mm -hmm. just expand your mind. Now, we're in the 21st century. Things are crazy. There's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh. What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this world wide web, (laughs) where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most in sort of a box. One could call it a crate, even. Oh. Uh, And all you have to do is, in exchange for money, uh, you give them money and they send you a box of all your favorite pop culture stuff every month. What would you say to that? You mean that I don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste my whole weekend? Not at all. They will do this for you. This company, this magical place that creates this crate of loot, a loot crate even, (laughs) uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money. How magical is that? That sounds too magical. And what if I added to the deal? What if I were a proper salesman and I said to you, if you entered a special code, you could get 15% off on any of these loot crates that you so wished. Well, I'd have to know what this code is. Right? So this is not just for you. This is not just a secret between you and me. This is for our listeners as well. If you go to Loot Crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code ROBOTSRADIO, you'll get 15% off any of your purchases. 50% off all your Loot Crates. All you have to do is go to the code in our show notes, enter the code ROBOTSRADIO, and you'll get that 15% off. That sounds amazing. Guys, why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you? So guys, go to that link, enter that code. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye.
<laughs> and talking of very small victories, do you want to tell me all about two weeks' notice? I sure do, Chad. Lucy Kelson, played by Sandra Bullock, is a Harvard-educated lawyer who is trying to work for the little man. She often stages protests and sit-downs to stop uh, huge um, historic buildings from being knocked down. I assume she's a property lawyer, but they never explicitly say that. I thought she was an environmental lawyer, but either or, really. Either or. Doesn't matter. There are no other... <laughs> There's only one kind of law in movies, Chad. <laughs> In her quest to stop a community center from being bulldozed to the ground, she runs into George Wade, played by Hugh Grant. George Wade is the playboy brother of his much more successful brother, <laughs> who runs the Wade <laughs> Foundation, Howard Wade, played by David Haig. The Wade Foundation is a property magnate with their fingers in everything, and George profits off this wealth by pretty much doing whatever he wants and uh, runs into trouble because he exclusively hires really hot women who aren't great lawyers, uh, and that keeps putting the company more and more into debt. And also, there's a recession, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, th I think so. I think... Yeah, I think I think this was the time of the recession as well. I'm not too sure. So at his brother's urging, George Wade hires Lucy uh, because she is plain and down to business and doesn't take any of George's shit. He soon becomes entirely dependent on her running his life. She does everything from helping him pick his outfits to helping do, you know, actual lawyer stuff to helping him with his divorce. <laughs> Eventually, she can't take it anymore and she decides to give her two weeks notice. Hey. In the next two weeks, she has to try and find a replacement, as well as, like, help George reconcile with the fact that she doesn't want to work for him anymore and that he is truly insufferable. Later on, June Carver, played by Alicia Witt, stands out as Lucy's replacement. However, Lucy starts to get irrationally jealous of June and makes her feelings known to George. Eventually, just as she's about to quit and he realizes that she was beautiful all along, he confesses that he loves her, and the two of them decide to stay together. That's it. That's the end. <laughs> That's the end. So what's your what's your clip hanger then? Oh god, there are so many horrible ones. <laughs> okay, my cliffhanger is gonna be this one. Mr. W, you're supposed to be taping the view in half an hour in public policy magazine needs to report on the challenges of urban planning for the feature on you. Hey. Uh, right, yes. Uh, quote, 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 quote. Um, what I love about architecture is its ability to shape a community. Well, exactly. This community center has shaped the community. It turns strangers into neighbors. It's, it's, it's a beautiful place. Its ability place. to change strangers into neighbors. Uh, how the right design for a park can make people feel secure. How a school building can be functional and beautiful so that kids feel... Uh, See, the, the, the community yeah. center makes makes children feel engaged, and it, it allows them a place to just... Functional and beautiful so the kids feel engaged, yeah. instead of imprisoned. Yeah. I like that. But, um, but I said uh, a community center, not a school. I know, it's all very good. Jump in. Thanks. Yeah, Cause it's, yeah. I mean, I guess it's pretty emblematic of their quote-unquote chemistry. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's completely, he just uses her like a friggin' virus. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a shitty see, dude. I don't know, the whole movie, you can totally see what, like, Hugh Grant gets out of the equation, right? Like, he, you know, mm. has someone who, like, believes in him and wants him and, like, you know, doesn't take his shit and looks after him. But I'm not sure what Sandra Bullock gets out of it. His charm and his wit, his British British charm, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess. Because she's essentially, like, a mother. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, tell me, like, because this confuses me, I, I've never been good at this, as you're probably very aware mm. of at this point, but is she, would she be classified as a manic pixie dream girl? Or just a no, mother? No, she wouldn't. What's the... No. 
No, she okay, wouldn't be classified as a manic pixie dream girl. She's, I think, you know, the classic, like, uptight woman who just needs a fun dude to show her how to relax. Yeah, I mean, at one point he actually does tell her to smile more, and that th- threw me into a vicious, vicious rage. The whole thing is so strange because also, like, the movie, they kind of, like, try to make it seem like Sandra Bullock's, like, really plain. mm and, like, you know, <laughs> she eats so much, how could she possibly be attractive? And it's like, but it's Sandra Bullock. Yeah, they really chose the wrong person to make look hideous, because even in, like, dressed-down yeah. clothes, Sandra Bullock is stunning. I mean, even, like, she's wearing all these amazing suits and, like, pencil skirts and mm. stuff while she's working for him. And it's only, like, when she's in, like, a fucking ball gown that he realizes she was beautiful the whole time. Like, come <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, it, he, it's... It's really, it's a cookie-cutter script, this. It's just, you know, the guy doesn't realize that she's beautiful until it's too late, and, you know, he's just mm-hmm. a playboy maverick enjoying his life, and she's all uppity, and he's trying to teach her to calm down. And, yeah, it's just, it doesn't work. It really, like, and then at the end, he's like, oh, no, I, I want to be with you. But it's also made clear that he's, like, basically been cut off from his family well, so she'd have to support him. And it's like, wow, <laughs> now you really get to play his mother, because he's going to be absolutely fucking useless. He doesn't know how to do anything in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's genuinely shocking. And, like, as well, it's just the fact that, you know, she's she's this Harvard lawyer, and I, I get that she works for him because, like, of this compromise and stuff, but you would think she would have, like, better principles and ideals, and she knows that this guy is just, like, a, a womanizer and just a user, yeah. but she, like, falls for his charms anyway. Like, how do you get over that fact that your your boyfriend, your now boyfriend, is, like, the biggest jerk in the world? Yeah. I don't know, the whole thing to me is, like, so bizarre. Like, I can't imagine having a giant crush on some dude that, like, called me at all hours of the night for really inane shit and who I saw, like, actively sexually harassing women at work and who has a track record of sexual harassment. Yeah. I know that they don't classify it as sexual harassment because he's, like, very charming and very handsome, but, like, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then Trump shows up in this movie as well, and you're just like, (laughs) you weirdly actually look like the good guy compared to this guy, strangely enough, and you really should never do look like that because you're Trump and a monster. Yeah, that was weird. That was the moment to see America's future president in a Hollywood film. Well, I think he he might probably be the most filmed president of all the presidents. I mean, besides Reagan. Yeah, apart from Reagan. I mean, we've covered him being in movies a couple times. Exactly, and we haven't even touched like his most well-known sort of cameo, which was which was Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Very very weird. Strange very times very strange. We live in. During these times, it makes me think of, like, you know, you see that sometimes, it's like, old Irish curse, may you live in interesting (laughs) times. And I keep coming back to that saying every month that this year keeps going on. God, I take it all back. Because, like, also, you know, you're like, oh, I wonder when I'll live through some history, I'll, you know, fight the baddies or whatever, and then it's happening to you, and you're like, oh my god, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, history history really glorifies fighting evil and tyranny, but it is awful. It's terrible. It's really hard. (laughs) I think that's the one thing that, like, the history books really can't sort of make you understand is that it is just really hard. It's so... Sh- and, like, we don't even have it that bad. Like, let's be honest. Like, we, you yeah. know, we obviously... Having a virus is very scary and stuff, but, like, 
we just have to sit at home. Like, we don't have to go out onto the front lines or anything. Like, mm. we don't have to enlist. We just literally have to sit at home. And we're like, this is a fucking crisis. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Anyway. Hey, it's it's all going to be fine. It's it's going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. We just have to keep telling ourselves that every day. Just keep. I think that you finally got a glimpse of how I feel every time I see, like, a movie scientist, you know, the scientist who could do it all, like, biology and physics and stuff, with Lucy. Oh, yeah. Because I think she's a property lawyer. Like, that makes sense, because, like, the Wade Foundation is, like, a property ah, developer. but in her, interview, in, in her interview, they said she doesn't have a strong property background, but she's oh, pretty, so, so it could it's be environmental, fine. and then she, like, moved into property. But then she also handles his divorce case. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that scene. Oh, it's horrible. And she's doing she's doing conflict resolution and... and, and... Yeah. Oh, no, she's she's and doing then, everything. Like, and it, no. But then she's also, like, his PA, essentially, which is, like, uh, not really what you do with a lawyer of her caliber. Yeah, exactly. Like, if she's just... If she's in-house counsel, you call her occasionally, and she's not going yeah. to be doing house calls ever. So the fact that you're phoning her at three in the morning to come and pick out your suit is unbelievable. And yeah. I don't know. And I understand hope she charges how, by yeah. the hour. Oh, easily. I do hope she does that. What I don't get is how the board of um, shareholders didn't just fire this jerk because he is a lawsuit yeah. waiting to happen. Yeah. No, I mean, any HR person worth their salt would have been like, hey, guys, like, he cannot be allowed with the general office population. Yeah, definitely. Definitely not. What really did make me laugh as well, though, is just like, you know, in the intro to this movie when all the credits are going and it's like um, Sandra Bullock and like she's doing peace protests as a kid and doing all this environmental stuff. And then he's in his like Eaton suits and with ponies and playing polo and stuff. And it's just it's it's a tale as old as time that those who are good and righteous and fight for things that really matter will always be beaten down by the rich. And uh, it just it just makes me sad. Capitalism. Capitalism. And I think maybe that's why I don't like this movie, is because he wins yeah. regardless of what happens. He doesn't really yeah. learn a lesson, does he? No, he doesn't. And, like, you know, when he's, like, doing his speech, or they're having their, like, big fight, and, like, his whole point is just, like, it's not like, oh, you need to relax. It's like, oh, you have all these expectations of people, and it's impossible to keep up with you because you're so perfect. And it's like... <laughs> What a gross, weird thing to say. Like, how yeah, dare you have yeah. expectations of the people in your life? Yeah, exactly. And, oh, you're so perfect, and that's not right. You should change that. You should change being amazing. Yeah. That's what I want. I want you to be less. I want your light to shine less brightly. Yeah, and that's exactly what you want from from your lover. That's exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. Them say that you, 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 you need to just lower your standards. Yeah. And then, finally, let's talk about June Carver, the new assistant lawyer lady that he's hiring. I love her, and she does such bad movies because she's so pretty. Yes. I just really hate that they introduced this character at all, because Lucy is, like, this really cool, like, tough lady who knew who she was, and then the moment he's, like, talking to another girl, she, like, loses her fucking mind. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's really icky. And even June, like, June's really cool at first. Like, she's clearly a go-getter. She's clearly a hard worker. And then, like, all of a sudden she's, like, making out with her boss in an elevator, which is crazy. Like, I don't think people who write these movies understand, like, how batshit crazy it is to sleep with your boss Mm -hmm. in, like, the first two weeks of you working somewhere. It is 
it is career suicide. It really is. And, like, I get that that's his whole MO. Like, that's yeah. all he does. And it's kind of, in a gross way, expected. Yeah. But, yeah, in the real world, insane. Actual insanity. It's so, like, especially if you're someone who, like, really cares about your career. Like, she seems like someone who really cares about the company and wants to work there and, like, wants to move up. Like, that is the last thing that you want to do. Mm, exactly, exactly. And, like, okay, you can make the extro- excuse that they were drunk or whatever, but that kiss is so excruciating to watch. Like, it yeah. took so long to get into. You could see, like, no, 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 no. Not just because you want Sandy B to win, but it's just because this is wrong. Inherently, yeah. this is wrong. Yeah, you're just like, girl, what are you doing? Go home. Yeah. So, insane, insane. I love her. She's a brilliant actress, and she just gets a hard rap because she is so damn pretty. Yeah, definitely. So what did you enjoy about it? I mean, Sandra Bullock's always funny. Mm -hmm. I don't think this was the best, like, most charming Hugh Jackman role. I obviously prefer him. Not Hugh Jackman. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. I obviously prefer him in, like, Love Actually. I loved him in Mm -hmm. Music and Lyrics. Mm Mm-hmm. He was really adorable in that. One of my favorite movies. Oh, <laughs> I love music and lyrics. It's so silly. But like this, uh, yeah, I don't know if this was the best use of his charm because he just comes off as like really predatory and creepy and pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And a child. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing with fucking Sandy B? Who's amazing. And like, they try to make her look pathetic too because she orders like too much takeout, which like... Mm-hmm. Oh, is actually wow. a dream. What a character flaw. I think that would be all of our dreams to just be able to eat whatever we want and not put on any weight and just have the money to yeah. do it as well. And just look like fucking Sandra Bullock. Oh, it would be perfect. There is no flaw there. That sounds unbelievable. <laughs> and in this time, I'd also really love to be able to order takeout. Ah, oh, that would be that would be real nice. Yeah. <sighs> Everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be okay. This is temporary. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, I think Sandy B really takes this movie. I think her parents are also equally delightful. Oh, her parents are fantastic. Played by Dana Ivey and Robert Klein. So our movies have a connection, because Robert Klein is in both of these movies. Hey! Yeah! So it could be, technically, it could be a Robert Klein episode. (laughs) I don't think we should call it that. No one will know what we're talking about. (laughs) Except, like, the three big Robert Klein fans who are just like, yeah. yes, finally, the recognition he deserves. <laughs> he he was great. I really enjoyed her parents in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think not as much as how, how to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, but there were just, like, really nice moments. Like, that bit where they're in the helicopter together talking about the tallest buildings, that's really cute. Yeah. Um, the bit where... The, 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 the dad's talking about soy ice cream and wanting to change and things like that. It's, yeah, there's few and far between, but there are some cute moments in this. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I didn't feel the chemistry in this one. No. Again, I still, like, I don't know what Sandra Bullock got out of this equation. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Maybe, like, Mm -mm. better pay, I guess. For a little bit, but now she's, like, right back at the job she used to have. Yeah, yeah. But at least she's helping people, including her now Mm -hmm. child boyfriend. Which is what she wanted to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, scene that could have saved it. God. Again, I think they should have just gotten rid of the whole June Carver storyline. Like, mm-hmm. it was gross and weird and it made Sandra Bullock weirdly jealous and made her character look, like, really petty. Yeah. It was just a really unnecessarily unnecessary plot element that uh, made everything gross. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, I'm gonna say that Obviously, I get that this movie was about, like, it was the two-week period of their notice, yeah. um, but I do feel like they hopped right through the relationship building. It would have yeah, been really nice to definitely. see a bit more of them sort of becoming in a in a relationship where, like, it's, I was about to say codependency, but it's definitely not. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, it would have been kind of nice to just... Respect and understanding. Yeah, yeah, it would have just been great to see why they kind of fell for each other because you don't really yeah. you just see like a couple scenes of him being a dick and phoning her at like ridiculous times yeah. and him and and her going and saving his ass. So, yeah, not great. Also, can we talk not- about how the song that they chose for this movie was "Big Yellow Taxi" by Counting Crows? Uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I get not the really point. Not really a romance song, is it? It it is not. No, it's uh, it, it's more pertinent to like the idea of what he's trying to do, do versus what she's trying to do, but also yeah. very misplaced. Yeah, it was uh, it was strange. I didn't enjoy it. I like Counting Crows as much as the next person who was born in the nineties, but <laughs> uh, not. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're like a romantic band. No, no, no one's saying that. Maybe. Accidentally in Love is their most ro- romantic song. But oh, Shrek I forgot they that. sang that one. But it's Shrek's. Shrek owns that IP yeah. now. <laughs> I can't. I can't listen to to any Counting Crows because as soon as I hear a Counting Crows song, their band name just sends me into a loop. Are the crows counting, or are you counting <laughs> the crows? And I just I don't know where to put the verb. I don't know where the noun is, and it just it really yeah. just cr- drives me crazy. Or is someone named counting crowing? Oh, you, you forget make that me crow so is a verb mad. too. I'm gonna throw up now. <laughs> oh, you've added a third dimension to my dilemma. Oh, I'm not gonna sleep. Or are tonight. you giving them a countship? Oh, why? <laughs> why do you torture me like this? You're an evil person. <laughs> Uh, and you'll never know because they probably came up with the name when they were very high and it's not supposed to mean yeah. anything. Exactly. It was just like, it just sounded nice. I'm like, how oh, dare cool. you? There are now four different meanings that's upsetting my soul. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. It's not really, but it's fine. Uh, would you watch this again? You know, probably not. Uh, I was excited mm-hmm. to watch it again at first because I'd watched it ages ago and it was like fun and now I'm done. I'm over it. It's finished. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I didn't even want to watch it for this episode, but you forced me to, so, you know. I thought you'd enjoy the law stuff. That is a thinly veiled excuse, (laughs) and you know it. So, whatever. (laughs) Like, it's done. I'm glad that I got to watch Sandy Bullock for, like, an hour and a half. She's an absolute queen, and I love her. But yeah, this movie is put to bed. If we, like, I never want to hear about it again. I never want to see it again. It's just done. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for for rom- rom-com round two. I do appreciate Ooh. the idea. And we're done with Thanks. it. Finished. Well, hey. And you can pick the next rom-coms we do. For for in a year's time when we do yeah. rom-com three, the return of the rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Hugh Grant's it will... Revenge. 
Hugo's <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> it is, like, there's only, like, three leading men when it comes to, to rom-coms, and it's, like, okay, four that I can think okay. of. So you've got Hugh Grant, McC- McConaughey, Ryan Reynolds, and, uh-huh. oh, who was the fourth? It was just in my head. I want to say, oh. like, Colin Firth. Yes, it was Colin Firth. Ah, oh, you see, we're so on the same page. Oh my god, we're amazing. We're amazing. Yes, and Colin Firth, like, adorable, kind of, like, it's either adorably funny and ugly British people, or, like, super good-looking <laughs> Americans. Yeah, that's, that's true. The, that's true. No that's one wants Hugh Grant to take his shirt off. Oh no, definitely not. That would be a mistake. <laughs> so, Simone, for next week, I had an idea. Okay, tell me. Brand new genre, brand new theme, never done before by us heist movies oh my god yes so i was having a look and the internet hates the idea of bad heist movies because i searched bad heist movies worst heist movies trash heist uh-huh. movies and all that kept coming up was best heist movies uh, amazing heist <laughs> movies top 20 heist movies so it took a while Someone to is get paying through. google a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> so uh, eventually, I dra- dragged up some dregs, and I found two that have done badly enough to be on this podcast. So, the first awesome. one is Point Break, but the tw- 2015 version, not the original with Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Okay, I didn't even know there was a 2015 version. I, from the trailers, it looked trash. Uh, it got 11%. Oh my god. I know, I know. And it's definitely and then, a heist? It's it's a definitely a heist. Point Break is oh a heist god. movie. Oh uh, god. And then the second one is Empire State with my boy, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh shit. And that got a 0%. What's it called again? Empire State from 2003. Oh my god. I've never heard of this movie There's a 2013 one? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. You said 2003. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. 2013, sorry. Oh my god, it looks so bad. It really does. I've never heard this movie in my life. I'm so excited. Okay, let's let's do it. Oh, it's got Liam Hemsworth in it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Amazing. Which which one would you prefer to do? I'm, like, already forgetting the names of both of them. So the one is Empire State <laughs> and the other one is Point Break. Uh, yeah, but the 2015. Have you seen, like, the original Point Break? I have not. Have you? No, me neither. Um, look, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do Empire State. Fuck it. Okay, cool. All right, cool. I'll do, I'll do Point Break. Exciting times. This is going to be a, an interesting week because I loved, in the beginning, you were so excited for heist movies and then you found out what we'd be doing and then the we excitement do, like, drained from you. Ocean's 13. 78%. For Ocean's 13? Yes. I was as shocked as you are, my friend. Good God. Ocean's 13, 79%. Ocean's 12, 55%. Ocean's oh, okay. Eleven did really, really well. And then Ocean's, yeah, Ocean's Eight, 11. 69%. It was fine. Oh, I haven't seen Ocean's Eight, so I wouldn't know. It's, eh, it's fine. Fair enough. I even I even tried to do Tower Heist with Ben Stiller, and that got, like, 58%. I was shocked. <laughs> shocked. Horrified. Everyone People loves like a heist, heist movie, movies. Apparently. It's really hard to score badly on a heist movie. I don't understand it. People like some intrigue. I don't know. Some it's banter. very very weird. <laughs> uh well, thank you so much for for joining us, Simone. And uh, well, I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. Um, yeah. I've obviously lost my mind from being cooped up for two weeks. Uh, what's your optimistic thing for today for this week? Oh, 
okay, so <laughs> we're all in lockdown. And I've been reading a lot of things that are like, you know, you don't have to like, again, you know, create something incredible. You don't have to learn, like, you just have to like look after yourself and your mental health and everything. So I was kind of trying yeah. to do that, but like, um, I just ended up watching a lot of TV and then I listened to, um, Eliza Schlesinger has a podcast called ask Eliza anything mm-hmm. where she's talking about it. And she was talking about how, like, you know, it's hard to keep momentum during this time, but like how important it is that you like, you do stay relatively productive and that doesn't mean that you're like beating yourself up trying to like come up with the next great uh screenplay of our time or whatever but it does mean that Mm -hmm. you should be like looking after yourself and self-care also involves like making sure you're trying to at least move your body somehow making sure you're at least trying to keep busy your brain engaged doing something and improving yourself because you know the reality is that like when this is over and we all step back into the world (laughs) We're going to have a lot of shit to deal with. Oh, yeah. Huge and the best so. thing that we can do for ourselves now, besides looking after our mental health, is just making sure that we're prepared in some way. Um, whether that's, like, doing, watching extra YouTube videos on, like, your job subject of choice or, like, you know, refreshing your skills in certain areas. Like, this is the time to do that so that you can hit the ground running yeah. when we're out again. And that was, like, a mindset that really appealed to me and kind of got me out of a bit of a rut. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's really, really cool. Yeah, so I had an exercise routine all set up, and then <laughs> I got sick. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's fine. I will get back on that horse when I am back to 100%. Hell yeah, you will. And uh, what's You'll your optimistic it. thing? Um, I have... I've devoid myself of all materialistic things uh as uh, <laughs> as you are well aware now i have shaved my mm. head and i am becoming a monk nothing matters anymore the the world will keep spinning with or without us as human beings and my new enlightened state has uh, brought me a sort of gleeful innocence um oh. yeah so Much like uh, the dalai yeah. lama yeah i would love to say this is how i guess britney felt after she shaved her head um, but mm. I think she was going through something else completely. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, everything fle- everything is fleeting, and um, there's kind mm. of a beauty in that. You know, you... Oh, I finished yeah. The Good Place. That's probably where this oh, sort of nice. metaphor is, is going as well, is that everything ends, and that's why it's beautiful. Um, you know, so so just, you know, enjoy the time that you have. You're alive. You have breath in your lungs, and, you know, while this whole situation is really, really shit, just appreciate the fact that you don't have to go fight a war and tyranny and, you know, mass murder and shit like that. You get to sit at home, and it is hard. I'll never take that away from anyone, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. be appreciative of the fact that, you know, you're in a position where you can stay at home and, you know, just live through this. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. You know, and, and as as the famous people say, this too shall pass. So, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah, that's important to remember, guys. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's also, in a weird way, it's brought people a lot closer together, because you're checking on people who you wouldn't have really spoken to yeah. much before, and and that's great. It's just sort of showing that community spirit, and that's just lovely, too. Um, you know, yeah. you are seeing a lot more people, like, reaching out to people and being like, hey, is everything okay? Can I get you anything? Can yeah. I do anything? And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice to see the good coming out in people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, we are responsible for all of that. Uh, I want to take that on ourselves for producing the (laughs) most optimistic podcast. 
in the world. It's, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, it's all us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're welcome, guys. And uh, you know what? Let's spread the love some more. I think everyone needs even even a little bit more of a, a sprinkling of us. Go frost yourselves with our podcast. Um, you know, <laughs> tell, tell people yourselves. about it. Go frost <laughs> People of the world, go frost yourself. Um, and, and where can they, they frost themselves in our direction, Smoke? Oh. Um, oh, please don't, don't guys. be gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, at Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. And while you're there, while you're telling us all the things, please do rate us. Give us a, a nice comment as well. It really does help, as you're aware. And I mean, everyone's inside in quarantine now, so you've got nothing but time to just, you know, go onto your local mm-hmm. podcatcher, give us those stars, write something nice, even just a couple words. It really, really does help. And yeah, as we say, yeah, and as we say at the end of every week, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.